This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good afternoon, I'm Roshan Kainasin and you're now listening to Enterprise BizBytes. Now, a total of 4,000 companies with revenues above 100 million ringgit are set to become the first group to implement the Inland Revenue Board's new invoice system from June 1st next year. From there, the invoicing will be scaled up to other companies, starting with those with 50 million ringgit in revenue and so on until all companies will be required to use e-invoicing. Now, there have been some questions around the need for e invoicing and how far reaching this will be and we're here to clarify all that and more with Mahathir Aziz the CEO of MDAC that's the Malaysian Digital Economy Corporation uh, Mahathir can you hear me loud and clear Yes, yes. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us. I have heard some businesses asking questions about this. About the first question I think that might rise from this is, um, why are we having this conversation with MDEC as opposed to the Inland Revenue Board, right? Uh, so for some context, give us a sense of what MDEC's role is in the e-invoice initiative and why you are the one speaking with us today. Ah, Okay. Excellent question. I think, uh, number one, when when uh, the e-invoicing or national e-invoicing initiative was announced uh, as part of the budget speech for 2023, um, that was very much uh, in line with the idea of Malaysia wanting to uh, embark on this uh, digitalization effort and to also help in other aspects of, of uh, revenue collection, uh, managing shadow economy and things like that. So there's always two aspects of implementation that we're looking at it. One is from the tax perspective and the other is from a digitalization perspective, uh, which is where exactly where MDEX come in. We have been leading um, the aspect of digital economy in Malaysia in terms of the industry development, i.e. Uh, uh, developing the companies who can come up with tech solutions and also uh, the investments on uh, digital technology and digital economy and also export. So uh, the topic of adoption of technology and digital solutions is not something new to us. So when the government feels that they want to move towards uh, e-invoicing, that requires an aspect of, of digitalizing the set of invoicing that would happen at businesses. So which brings us to this conversation and uh, what strengthens the whole thing was the fact that we have also signed an MOU between MDEC and also LHDN uh, with an idea and intent to fully uh, work together to deliver the National E-Invoicing Initiative together. So if I were to simplify that, Mahathir, would it be as easy as saying that you are the technology partner or you are helping uh, LHDN with the tech side of things? For the business side, not so much on the uh, LHDN side. I mean, they have uh, their own systems within that. Um, uh, that is something that they manage on their own. But uh, again, there are other aspects of digitalization that we would like to bring uh, beyond what uh, the tax authorities would require. Right, because your mandate is the overall digitalization. E-invoicing is just one part of that. So you're helping businesses improve the overall digitalization in, in line with the digitalization ambitions of the nation. That's right. Much better way of explaining. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Mother, 4,000 companies with revenues above 100 million ringgit are set to become the first group to implement this system uh, by June 1st next year. Uh, talk to us about the purpose of the e-invoicing system and the potential upside for businesses. 
Well, uh, one aspect about this e-invoicing is that it helps um, ease the way that businesses operate and also the way that businesses would um, interface with the government uh, with respect to their revenue, the taxation and also aspects of uh, also compliance to uh, certain acts and legislations that will be introduced uh, as part of the National E-Invoicing Initiative. That will be number one. But two, the other aspect that we are looking at uh, e-invoicing is that businesses by nature would be doing trade as well. And this trade goes beyond the Malaysian borders that they would have to deal with suppliers and or buyers outside of the Malaysian borders. And this is where I think it gives uh, Malaysia and Malaysian businesses specifically the opportunity to actually be in compliance and have the same ease of business, uh, ease of doing business with other uh, counterparts in other parts of the world. And this is the value that MDEC tries to bring as part of the digitalization effort. Um, we do recognize that there are uh, available global standards of which Malaysia can take the opportunity uh, as they move towards e-invoicing to be in compliance and also to ensure that businesses in Malaysia or businesses using Malaysia as a launchpad to go to other parts of the world can be and remain in compliance with other aspects. Uh, uh, of the ecosystem. Right, so it's not just simply about what we want, but also working with others that are also digitalizing their ecosystems. Now, the e-invoice system has been noted as part of the government's plan to digitalize tax administration as part of the uh, national digitalization agenda in line with the Digital Malaysia Economy Blueprint, uh, more commonly known as My Digital. So maybe mm. could you give us the, the roadmap ahead for the implementation of uh, e-invoicing? How will this be carried out? Well, at the moment, uh, we have a two-pronged approach to this. Um, our partner in this uh, is very much LHDN, and I believe that they have been going down to meet some of these affected companies, or at least the first wave of company, companies to be affected by the first uh, batch of e-invoicing uh, and explaining from a tax perspective on the effects and also how to actually uh, operate within the guise and, and also parameters of the e-invoicing. Um, the other part is that where MDEC comes in with its own engagement with the industry and very much on the tech industry uh, is that there are available solution partners uh, that can work with businesses to comply and to do some modifications and adjustments to their existing systems to ease and also allow them to be in compliance with the think, perceived and uh, impending systems that will happen uh, at LHDN site. So there's always the two sides of, of um, activities being done at the moment. Uh, again, it is not um, a one-way, uh, I think, communication, very much a handshake. So just to follow up on that a little bit then, um you know, there's some who ask that maybe we should be leaving this to businesses to do on their own accord versus introducing it through government policy and making it mandatory. Um, yeah, so why are we going it through this way? Um, I, I think um, even at the strategy in terms of implementing this, e-invoicing in other countries would happen between uh, a course of 7 to 10 years, depending on the maturity of the ecosystem in the country and also the um, uh, allowed, uh, I think, legislation to be able to support that, making it mandatory for businesses to comply. So in Malaysia, we are uh, trying to expedite that to a much, much shorter timeline. Uh, in order to do this, uh, like any other things, is that there, there must 
be a concerted effort by many parties uh, in this. So um, I think the approach of making it either uh, outright mandatory or in stages and things like that, that uh, we believe would be coming and driven very much from the legislative point of view, i.e. the tax authorities themselves. While at MDEC, we ensure that the businesses are ready upfront before it becomes mandatory or before the runway becomes too short for them to comply. Right. So I guess the concern being that if we leave it to businesses to do on their own, it could take much longer than uh, ideally that we would want it to. Unless you can see the, the benefits right away. Um, now, e-invoicing, as I mentioned earlier, will be introduced in stages, uh, starting with companies making more than 100 million ringgit in revenue. And then it will drop down to the companies making 50 million ringgit in, in revenue uh, the year after, I believe. Um this will go on to all other businesses to make it and then will become mandatory. Could you lay out the timeline for us, please? Um, we do have a timeline of over three phases uh, that can range up to six. Uh, 2027, basically uh, a timeline of four to five years for us to be able to reach to the uh, SMEs first and then eventually uh, MSMEs. So opportunities are there for, for us to be able to do this. Uh, we are moving and shifting the MSMEs uh, towards digitalization, beginning with uh, automating their current operations and also being in line with the rest. Eventually, the benefits would far outweigh uh, the risks and perceived, uh, I think, exposure for the MSMEs uh, to get onto the invoicing. There's always the taxation uh, concern that they would have. I can sell things uh, <laughs> by site and not being taxed, and now suddenly I'm online, I am being taxed. So again, the education, awareness, and also uh, putting out the benefits out there for the businesses to be able to operate within the digital or more digitalized uh, uh, business environment. Yeah, Mother, we're going to talk a little bit more about this, uh, the potential of pay more tax, but also the potential costs involved in this kind of system. And we're going to get into that in just a few minutes. We're going to go into a few messages first. Folks, I've been speaking with Mahathir Aziz, CEO of MDEC, and we've been talking about the impending e-invoicing system that is set to come in June 1st next year for companies making 100 million ringgit and above, but will eventually be phased into all our businesses. I'm Roshan Kanesan, and you'll be listening to BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Bole for Malaysia. Ha. BFM 89.9, the business station. Welcome back to BFM 89.9. I'm Roshan Kanesan and this morning I've been speaking with Mahathir Aziz, CEO of MDEC, the Malaysia Digital Economic Corporation, and we're talking about e-invoicing. Um, Made, earlier we set the landscape for the timeline, right? So we're expecting uh, all companies to be using e-invoicing by 2027, if I'm not mistaken. We're starting with companies starting with 100 million ringgit and revenue and above, and then we'll phase it down over time. Now, one of the key considerations here and one of the key benefits, I guess, is that e-invoicing could bring better transparency to the Inland Revenue Board while also saving time for both the IRB and taxpayers when it comes to the tax paying process. The hope being that tax authorities can save time by eliminating the auditing of invoices and taxpayers need not incur time attending to tax audits. But how much is this going to cost either the government or uh, or businesses? Who is going to be providing this e-solution? Um, from both sides, um, I would say that the government would have, through LHDN, would have to be looking at number of improvements that they have to do internally within the tax authorities. And uh, for now, we're looking at LHDN. There's always a possibility of MOF coming into the picture and other tax authorities as well. Uh, 
So that would be one offset of activities that will be costing the government for a fair bit to do this. And I can bet you that um, I think uh, that the collection would be able to, to, to pay that off uh, in a short time anyway. But the second side, and this is where we want to be able to allay the fears of the businesses in terms of compliance. How much is it going to cost me in order to have the system? And then uh, how long will it take? Uh, the thing about this is that uh, Malaysia has learned from the various implementation and progressive work that has been done uh, through GST and then coming back to SST and, and what we have now. Um, the thing about e-invoicing is that we have solutions available today that are in compliance with uh, the global standards such as PEPOL, which allows for minor modifications to existing ERP and accounting systems. And that can be done by available, um, I think readily available suppliers and systems out there. So it would be minimal to have a, a proper system that is in compliance. At the same time, based on the understanding that we have together with LHDN, is that there are various ways to do this. We spoke a bit about uh, SMEs and MSMEs. Um, there would still be free available web portal solutions for them to be able to upload uh, invoices to the tax authorities. So, so I think the approach is a lot softer uh, and also uh, much, much better learning from the experience from before. Right. So this would be largely plugging to ex possibility of existing ERP systems. So businesses who are already paying uh, for systems um, don't have to fork out additional money. And on the other side, those who, you know, the MSMEs and the SMEs we talked about uh, who don't have portals can use the free tool available. Do I have that about right? Yes. Right. Now, KPMG Tax Services has noted that the introduction of e-invoicing systems for businesses could see improved tax compliance and potentially address the leakage in taxes arising out of the shadow economy. So, Madea, the big question here is then, should businesses be bracing themselves to pay more taxes going forward? Uh, I think the numbers uh, are coming from LHDN as part of the justification for this initiative. And that has gone through all the uh, mechanisms of the government before they decide to announce or something like this. In general, I think I would want to say that businesses would have a far easier way of doing business uh, between uh, themselves and the government, the authorities, and also other businesses outside of Malaysia. And second part, whether it's potentially more or less, that depends on how compliant, the compliance level that they are today. So, so again, if you are you know, close to being fully compliant, you shouldn't be expecting any spike uh, to what you are reporting already and paying already. Now, the, the last question here really is about cybersecurity, right? Because this is a threat. This is a thing that's becoming even more concerning by the day. Uh, last year alone, there were 4,000 cases of cyber threats reported. Um, and these, again, like I mentioned, these are only the ones we're aware about or were reported. Now, given that this is a major governmental push, we're going digital, we're going online, how can we be sure that the data is safe and secure? Um yeah, how can we ensure that? Because end of the day, people are using their existing software, they're plugging into LHDN. Um, how do we protect all this data and all this data transmission? I think as, as we get more digitalized, um, the issue of cybersecurity will always come up. The issue of data sharing and exposure will always uh, be something that be of major concern when we embark on something like that. So um, the mechanisms that we have currently in Malaysia is sufficient but not necessarily strong 
for protecting data and also cybersecurity. And this is something that uh, the ministry, my ministry right now, uh, Ministry of Communications and Digital, are looking at very much on the second aspect. If uh, I can refer to what my minister, my B. Fami, can has been saying, one is to look at the infrastructure, meaning we want to be able to have all this. And two is very much on cybersecurity and data. There are improvements and the government is currently considering aspects of improving the Cybersecurity Act and also the Data Sharing Act in order for us to be able to do this properly. So we would follow and we would actually be in, in think close discussions with the authorities on these two aspects. And there are other parts that we want to be able to ensure that the e-invoicing initiative is not something that would um, extend and expose Malaysian businesses to other, um, I think, security issues that they don't have today. Uh, Mother, is there anything you can share with us in terms of updates to developments around cybersecurity protection or is that the purview of a different uh, agency? Um, I think that's the purview of uh, another, not even agency, but ministry uh, as a whole. Uh, it is very much under the Prime Minister's Department. We have uh, one authority in the National Cybersecurity Agency and also our sister agency, Cybersecurity Malaysia, that is looking into these two aspects. Besides that, we have the Jabatan Pelindungan Data Pribadi or JPDP as part of uh, the KKD ministry that looks into this other aspect. So again, like I said earlier on, uh, we are looking and ensuring that the companies that uh, we developed, um, the systems and the initiatives as we move towards digitalization are in compliance with whatever guidelines and uh, regulations with respect to these uh, two areas. What I can assure you and the businesses out there is that the current data that they have will still reside in their own systems. So what we are sharing or what they will be sharing with the authorities would be invoices or information uh, relating to invoicing and also some trade. So less exposure, uh, it is something that they are currently sharing, but in a bit more detail in terms of transactional data. So again, I hope that can uh, again allay some of those fears out there. But definitely, I would reckon that they participate in the roadshows that either LHDN, MDAG, or a joint roadshows that we will be doing uh, around the country. Uh, aside the roadshows, uh, are there any other materials or resources that people can look towards to learn more? Currently, I think there's some materials uh, that are available on our website, on LHDN website, and uh, God willing, very soon, uh, uh, coming from MOF itself, uh, with respect on the guidelines and policies. I was told that LHDN will also be coming up with a guideline coming up next month uh, that looks into, uh, in, in actually this month, rather, uh, that would look into uh, providing more uh, clarity and also assistance to all businesses out there. All right, Mahathir, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Okay, thanks a lot. I was speaking with Mahathir Aziz, CEO of MDEC, that's the Malaysia Digital Economy Corporation. I'm Roshan Kanesan. You've been listening to BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app. 